Season 1, Episode 24. I'm sorry. These are two simple words, but when you think about it, those words carry power. In today's podcast episode, we will look at the importance of saying I'm sorry as a youth worker, as a parent, and as a caring adult. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to today's podcast, where we are going to be looking at two very powerful words. I'm sorry. I want to start by saying that, yes, there is no doubt that young people need to be able to develop the skill of saying I'm sorry. It ties directly to the developmental outcome of responsibility and autonomy. If you want to go back and check out that developmental outcome, I covered it in episode 12. It's fair to say that young people need to be able to own when they do something wrong or hurt another person. But today, our focus is not on young people saying I'm sorry. Rather, it's on us, the parent, the pastor, the coach, the teacher, the youth worker, any caring adult that works with young people. I also want to add that when I'm referencing saying I'm sorry, I am not talking about physical or sexual abuse perpetrated on young people. That is a criminal matter that while an apology can help in healing, an apology is never meant to replace responsibility or consequences for actions. As we move forward on this podcast today, I am talking about the times where we make a judgment. Remember, we talked about this in our last episode, episode 23. I'm talking about the times that we undervalue a young person's abilities or when we speak disrespectfully to them, raise our voice at them or simply dismiss them. I'm talking about our everyday routine interactions with young people. Today, I'm going to look at what saying I'm sorry can communicate to young people, and I will share several things to keep in mind when apologizing. But before we do that, I want to look at why saying I'm sorry can be difficult. As I was thinking about this podcast and researching for it, I stumbled upon a 2018 article on the psychologicalscience.org website entitled, Why Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word. This article referenced a study by Karina Schumann. The research found offenders have difficulty apologizing if they have little concern for the relationship, are more worried about their own image, or if they believe the apology won't really matter. Just think about that for a minute. In essence, you have to want a relationship with someone. You need to be more concerned about someone's feelings than your own self-image, And you have to be willing to give the apology, whether it will make a difference or not. That all resonated with me and made sense. One thing this article did not address, but something that I have found personally in my years of experience in working with young people, some adults simply do not believe that they need to apologize to a young person. Now, maybe it is for one of the reasons that were identified in that study, but I would challenge that and say that in part, 
It may also be more of an issue of power and lack of understanding of a positive youth development approach. Historically, adults are seen as having power over those who are minors and who are not independent from their parents. This power tended to be more of a hierarchical setup. And the positive youth development approach that I talk about really wasn't frequently studied or researched until the late 1980s, early 1990s. And remember, our youth development approach says young people should have a voice at the table, that they bring value, and that they are capable of more than they tend to be given. This is counter to that hierarchical relationship between adults and teens that our parents grew up with, or even some of us might have experienced. As I look back at my own teen years, I have very few memories of an adult coming and apologizing to me, of hearing, I'm sorry, even when they made a mistake. Yet, I can think of several times and even remember specific situations and details when I wish I would have heard and I'm sorry from an adult. Now, here's a question for you. What do you think saying I'm sorry to young people communicates to them? I think it communicates a lot. In fact, there are five key things I believe that it communicates. Number one, I'm sorry tells young people, I value you, I see you, I hear you. It says your feelings are real. They are yours and I don't need to try to change how you feel. I care about you so much that I am willing to listen to what you believe I did wrong and I'm willing to own it. Number two, I'm sorry says I value our relationship. You matter to me and I don't want there to be hurt or anger between us. It says I want you to know that I care about you and I always will. This is one moment in time that doesn't have to ruin our relationship. Number three, I'm sorry acknowledges that I made a mistake. I did something, whether intentional or not, that caused you pain. And even if it wasn't intentional, it doesn't lessen your pain or your feelings. Saying I'm sorry not only models that even adults make mistakes, but it models the importance of saying I'm sorry in taking responsibility. Number four, saying I'm sorry makes me more approachable. My error, my humanness is on full display when I mess up. Rather than hiding it, if I own it, suddenly I seem more approachable to young people. I even gain respect from them because I have treated them like they matter to me when I say I'm sorry. Number five, I'm sorry demonstrates that we all need forgiveness. Every single one of us needs forgiveness. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 4.32 that tells us, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. This reminds us that God has forgiven us, but it also reminds us to be kind and compassionate. We know that young people are in the process of learning and growing. And for many young people, they don't understand how kindness and compassion really connects to their own experience when they've been hurt. That's why it's so important for us to model that. And as an adult, I have to tell you, I have found myself in plenty of situations where I should offer and I'm sorry. No matter how much I love and value young people, I still mess up. I still need to offer an apology for words or actions that cause hurt to others. For example, I remember when I worked in the correctional facility in Texas, and I had to say I'm sorry to one young man. I tended to work daytime shifts, but we were short staff one month, and so I ended up doing several evening overnight shifts. It was bedtime one night, 
and the boys had been sent to their individual rooms. Well, there was this one young man who was in and out of his room at least 10 times within five minutes. I need to use the restroom again. I don't think I got all of my meds. I need to take something back to the front desk. It went on and on. I finally got up and I went down to his room and told him he was not to leave that room again or he would find the next morning that his level had been dropped. From the sound of that story, it might make sense what I had done and what I had said. I was enforcing the rules and a consequence for not staying in your room would mean a level drop. Now, when I arrived the next day, the cafeteria director stopped me and shared that this young man was almost in tears that morning because according to him, I had not said goodnight. Honestly, my first reaction was, well, I told them all goodnight when I sent them to their rooms. However, it wasn't personal. I hadn't looked this young man in the eyes. I hadn't given him a hug. I hadn't said directly to him one-on-one goodnight. That's when it hit me. This young man was looking for a normal routine. His normal supervisor was gone. I was there in the evening instead of the days. I hadn't done it the way everything else had been done. He was thrown off. So I apologized to this young man, and when I did so, I genuinely meant it. It may not have made sense to anyone else, but it did to him. And I made sure from that point on that I would always say goodnight to him personally when I worked an overnight shift. As I think about this story, the funny thing was that several staff couldn't believe that I had owned what had happened the night before. They said I was just too soft, that I was letting him manipulate this situation. My response? The I'm sorry I gave didn't cost me respect from him or any other boy on that unit. In fact, it improved my relationship with them all. And it made me a better youth worker because I took responsibility for the hurt that I had unintentionally caused. And it opened my eyes further to the power of relationships. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that was a work experience. But have you ever had to say you're sorry to your own teens? Oh, I could fill a book of my own I'm sorry moments as a mom. I've been cranky and short-tempered. I've assumed the worst about my middle son one time because I was worried that he might do the same things that his older brother had struggled with. I've raised my voice to my strong-willed daughter. I've been on my phone and not looked up enough. I said yes to something too quickly, and then I had to backtrack because I had a change of heart and I knew it wasn't right to say yes. I'm not perfect as a mom. I would never claim to be. I am figuring life out as I go. Each child of mine is different, and it's like starting all over. I have had lots of I'm sorry moments, more than I care to think about or remember. So yes, I've said I'm sorry to my own teens. I've had to eat a lot of humble pie and look them in the eyes and own when I was wrong. I've had to push through my own strong will and stubborn streak to be willing to say I'm sorry. And I apologize not to manipulate, but to own my mistake and reinvest in the relationship with my teens. Side note, to all the moms or dads out there, or grandparents, aunts, uncles, just caring adults helping to raise teens, I have come to learn that part of parenting is saying I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a bad parent. It just means that you're human and you sin like everybody else. So give yourself a break today. Push aside any guilt that you currently carry. And if you do have an I'm sorry that you probably need to say, I want to encourage you to go ahead and say it. It will free not only your teen up, but it will also free you up 
to really focus on growing a stronger relationship. Maybe you are great at saying I'm sorry when you mess up, but for some people, that is not an easy task. The context or situation can make it easier or more difficult to apologize. But if you struggle to say I'm sorry, that's a good time to take a little self-inventory and ask yourself why that is. You might find after doing that that you will be more aware of the moments when you need to apologize. And whether you're good at saying I'm sorry or whether you struggle, I have six tips to remember when we apologize to young people. Now, these things will work for any apology, but I'm framing them in the context of working with young people because that's what the Jesus is my hashtag podcast and ministry is all about. Tip number one, be timely. When we apologize, we want to make sure we're doing it as soon as we can. If it means having to wait a full week until we're together again, you might need to find a way to make more effort to do it before that. Or maybe you're going to decide that the week will give time to cool off. In my own experience, I have found that a week is a lifetime for some young people. And it can also be a lifetime for me. Have you ever rehearsed an apology or replayed a situation in your mind? Do you really want to do that for a week straight? Or do you really want your young people to be questioning what happened for that long? Being timely also communicates that your young people matter to you. Tip number two, be specific. We need to make sure that we are very specific and clear about what we're apologizing for. That's important to remove any assumptions, but it also makes the apology specific to a situation or an experience. For example, I might say, I'm sorry that I cut you off when you were trying to tell me something. I'm sorry I hurt you. Being specific helps to focus a discussion and it discourages every mistake that has ever happened from being replayed and being lumped together. Tip number three, use I statements. You will notice that in my example of I'm sorry that I cut you off when you were trying to tell me something, I began with I'm sorry and I used I cut you off, I hurt you. I talked about my behaviors that caused hurt. I didn't ask the young person to own my behaviors and I didn't blame the young person. When we use I statements, it can remove blame and it can also soften the hurt. Tip number four, be genuine. It's helpful to remember to be genuine when we apologize. If we don't really mean it, we shouldn't say that we're sorry. 99% of the time, young people are going to see right through it. And when we say we're sorry and we don't mean it, it actually models poor behavior that could put young people at greater risk. If young people learn from us that you say sorry, whether you mean it or not, they could start to believe that they need to take responsibility for things or situations that cause them harm. And when we're not willing to apologize, again, we need to try to look at why we don't want to apologize. Maybe it really isn't our responsibility to take, or maybe now is not the right time for that apology. Only you will know that. But regardless, we need to show that we're genuine with our words, our tone, and our eye contact when we do apologize. Tip number five. Offer an apology without expecting one in return. When we say I'm sorry, we need to do that without expecting to hear those words back. We are choosing to own our behaviors or our words, but we should not be pressuring or shaming a young person into apologizing. That is counter to what we want to do. I tell my own children and the young people that I work with 
that most of the time when a situation happens, there might be more than one person who's at fault. And again, I am not talking about abusive or bullying situations. When I have told young people that we need to look at who all had responsibility in a situation, some of them will argue with me that they're blameless, especially when they are wanting to vent about their parents. Often, as we talk more, young people will start to identify whether or not they had a responsibility as well. And sometimes they might realize that they have their own apology to make. And with my own children, I have even seen my own faults a little more clearly. Whether or not we receive an apology, it doesn't lessen the apology that we give to a young person. It needs to be able to stand on its own. If you find yourself struggling with this, I want to encourage you to turn to God in prayer and ask him to change your heart and reveal why your struggle is the way it is. Tip number six, be ready to move on. Once an apology has been offered, we can help lead any healing process by being ready to move on. We can acknowledge that hurt still may be there and that trust might need to regrow. But we can also focus on our next steps rather than reliving and re-giving the apology over and over. Sadly, not all young people understand what it looks like to move on. So when we can model that for them, it can help them to grow. For example, if I have apologized to my youth small group for raising my voice at them because they were not listening to the discussion, I can demonstrate that I'm ready to move on by saying that I know next week will be different. I can say specifically how I am going to change my behavior. In that moment, I'm asking for a second chance from them in regards to my behavior. And I am saying that I have hopes that next time will be better. We are giving them hope to believe that as well. This also can help to demonstrate for young people that when we are forgiven by God, he allows us another chance. He allows us to move on. We are also encouraging resilience as we help young people develop the skill to be able to move forward. Those are the six tips that we can keep in mind when we apologize to young people. As we wrap up today, I want to again acknowledge that saying I'm sorry isn't always easy, especially if young people should really be offering an apology as well. Just remember, everything that you do and say is being seen by the young people in your life. We are in the business of modeling healthy behaviors, healthy responsibilities, and God's grace. Yes, our pride may be a little broken when we offer an I'm sorry, but I will take my broken pride any day if it means that I am strengthening a relationship with a young person. Can you guess what time it is now? Yes, it's assignment time. So here's the question that I want you to think about this week. When you offer a genuine and needed apology to a young person, how does it grow you as a youth worker or as a parent? And don't forget to join me next time where I'm going to do things a little differently and I'm going to share from my mama's heart. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 937 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.